and welcome to episode number 91 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson, Fairway Jay, where we run down all the big news, all the big bets, all of the crazy happenings in this gambling industry. And this is the very craziest of weeks, Super Bowl week. Of course, as always, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. So please go in, subscribe, rate, review. We really do want to climb those charts and reach more ears, so you can help us do that at the Lions US on Twitter, at PlayPicks US on Twitter as well. Of course, we'll update you guys on everything that's going on as far as the Super Bowl lines, the movement, everything that we're looking at from here on out. We'll talk some big bets that have been coming in. We know that you're interested in those things right there. We'll do some news and notes, get you ready for what's going to go down on Sunday. A couple of good interviews with us here. We are going to be talking to Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill. We are also going to be talking to John Sheeran of FanDuel. So we will talk to those two guys as well. And then we'll end the show with how we would bet on this Super Bowl here. If we only had $100 to bet, I'll even let you in on a secret and kind of run down all the bets that I can tell you that are definitely already in my account. And, you know, if you want to go in and try and find some of those as well, uh, by all means. But let's kick things off here, Brett, with with taking a look at at how the, the Super Bowl lines sit. I mean, just here in Vegas, we haven't seen a, a lot of movement, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, we are sitting at one, one and a half here in Vegas, and it has been pretty much buried on one, one and a half here for the longest time. I thought for sure by, you know, we're coming to you on Saturday morning here before the Super Bowl. I thought for sure this thing would be on the move by now one way or the other, whether it be the casual money coming in on the Chiefs or whether it be the Silicon Valley money coming in on the 49ers. I didn't know which way this thing was going to move. I just assumed it was going to move. But that has actually not been the case. We can just kind of go left to right across the board as to what's going on here in Vegas. South Point's at a point and a half. Circa's at one. Gold Nugget's at one. Westgate's at one. Wins at a point and a half. Stations is at one. Coasts is at one and a half. William Hill's at one. CG's at one. Caesars and MGM both are at a point and a half. Uh, 54 or 54 and a half, the total across the board here in Las Vegas. So uh, where I also thought that this thing might hit 55 and a half, maybe even 56 from the casual money, uh, that did not happen either. It seems like people decided to go ahead and start coming back in on the other side here. Yeah, and it, it's been it's been similar with the non-Vegas books here, DraftKings, FanDuel, William, uh, William Hill in New Jersey, uh, Ben MGM, all hovering between one and one and a half for – most of the week and, and even, you know, going back to last week when they first opened after some of the Vegas books opened a pick and, and you know, the action moved things to, to one, one and a half. But uh, over here on the East Coast, it's been one, one and a half at most books. There is a two, though. Fox bet has been at two since I think Thursday, and it's still at two here as of Saturday morning. So I found that pretty interesting is right now that's the only two I see here in the U.S. But yeah, for the most part, it has been pretty steady between one, one and a half at nearly all the books across the country. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here. The one of the things and we've talked about this several different times, if you do want to take advantage, DraftKings does let you track how the line and the total has moved over on their site. If you just click on their stats tab in whenever you go inside of a game and you can see, I mean, they opened at one. And it moved to one and a half and it has been there for nearly two weeks. You know, I mean, it is, it is sat there for nearly, uh, you know, it says one week and five days is how long it's been sitting 
at a point and a half. And then if you look over at their total, that is the thing that's actually been on the move. They open at 53 and a half, immediately goes to 54, then goes to 54 and a half, then back down to 54, then back down to 53 and a half. And, you know, all the kind of just bobbling, uh, uh, toggling all over the place up to to 54 where we see right now where it's sitting. So um, you are you are able to track that on DraftKings. So I think it's a pretty cool thing that they allow you to do for free over there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I not a ton of movement here on uh, the way that this uh, this line is moving. And I guess, Jay, you know, I mean, we are now Saturday morning. So, I mean, you know, most of the people that are coming to Vegas are rolling into, you know, Atlantic City or wherever it might be. And if you know, most of those people are in town. And so unless they were holding out until Saturday or, you know, Sunday morning, which I can't imagine. I imagine they couldn't wait to to get that money out of their pockets and into the sports books coffers here. Um, I, I guess we're not going to see much movement on this line here. Well, you mentioned they're rolling into town, especially in northern Nevada. Um, William Hill has for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, a one-point favorite, and I believe it's going to stay there or possibly potentially get to pick because the California fans are going to come rolling into Northern California and Reno and Tahoe, and they're going to be betting the 49ers. And as well, California betters that come to Las Vegas are likely to be on the 49ers. And that's why um, some of the books you mentioned are holding at one, but there are, there are numbers, as you said, still at one and a half, but William Hill particularly, Stations is at one, Westgate's at one. And uh, I, we're not going to see the upward move here in Vegas uh, to two, that's for certain. Yeah, and, you know, I guess, Brett, the only other thing, like, I know that there were a lot of people in assuming that this number would move in favor of the Chiefs with the casual money, but I guess one of the things that we didn't really have the foresight to think about was, who is your who is your typical 49er fan, and, you know, uh, what do we know for sure about these 49er fans, and we know for sure that there's a whole lot of money in Silicon Valley, and there is a whole lot of very wealthy people in Silicon Valley. And as Jay mentioned, all of those, you know, all those people who do want to make the short the drive over to the border in place, you know, a bet on the 49ers are certainly going to do so. And then anyone that's flying into Vegas on their private jets is laying down a big bet on the 49ers. That is absolutely for sure. So there might be just enough money for the first time in a long time that, you know, uh, to balance things out here where the the general public who's only betting the little amount, usually it's so much volume, even though it is only $100, $200, $50, whatever it might be, you know, in the most extreme case, you know, a $500 bet from the general public. But usually there's just so many of them. The volume outweighs what we see on the other side. But maybe for the first time in a while, we're not going to see that because, uh, you know, for every for every, you know, hundred of those bets, there's one guy flying in from uh, Silicon Valley up here on his private jet who's laying down a fat bet on the 49ers. Yeah, we'll get into some of the bigger bets we've seen so far in, in a little in a little while. But um, yeah, several books have reported that more money has come in on the 49ers. So not surprising to see these lines not move because there's there's been, you know, not equal action on both sides, but a lot of bets have been coming in on the Chiefs, but more money has been coming in on the Niners. So uh, pretty, pretty interesting to follow that. Uh, I know DraftKings has received more handle and bets on the Chiefs, but there are books all over who have taken more money in the Niners. So, uh, you know, it really depends on where you are. And, you know, a good point there by Jay about uh, the William Hill books. Uh, I can totally see more my Niners money coming in uh, in that situation. 
And finally here, before we uh, get to Nick Bogdanovich, and let's talk about this total. Sitting at 54, 54 and a half, depending on where you look, do we think that this total has is going to quit moving here, Jay? I mean, do you think that we've hit a point where this is, you know, I thought we would get to 55 and a half before people started heavy on the on the buyback on the other side. But it, I guess I was wrong because we certainly uh, saw it hit 55 only at a couple of places and then and then start to move back towards the other direction here. Do you think we have reached the tipping point? Do you think we will see 55 again at any point between now and kickoff or if you're looking to get on the under you better go ahead and get on it now i actually do think we're going to see 55 i i kept uh, as i evaluated the game i i was looking for reasons to play the under actually and was kind of thinking well the line's going to continue to go up but the more i dig into these stats and analytics and the coaches and the play calling and just what i think i i really do think this is going to be a not only a highly entertaining game but some real tremendous offensive plays you just have great coaches who can scheme and and the numbers kind of bear this out and um so if your alternatives ways to bet the total you can look at first half and um, there are books in Las Vegas and other places, including Caesars, MGM, and William Hill, who have 26 and a half, and that's certainly key versus 27 if you're looking at halftime. But um, you know, definitely shop the total. I I I see 54s, 54s and a half, 54 and a half on the game, and I won't be surprised actually as game day hits that we do see more over money because, like I said, people want to bet not only want to bet the over, and we've certainly seen a flood of that money, but the books um, have clearly taken a high percentage, probably 80 percent at many books on the over. But uh, I, 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 as I break down the numbers and the stats and what I kind of perceive is how it's playing out. And even first half, I know the po- second half is a popular bet. Will the second half outscore the first half? I considered playing that, but I didn't. And I'm not going to because – and you have to lay like 140, 145 on that. That's been a 14-4 and four plus a push, I think, in the last uh, 19 years going back. The second half has outscored the uh, first half in the Super Bowl. But Kansas City, a lot of the numbers and the metrics and the analytics I look at and their play calling, they really throw the ball early and often. And, and uh, I, I'm kind of still anticipating that. They're going to come out throwing in the in the in the early part of the game, and I think we are going to see a good scoring first half as well. Jay was able to catch up with Nick Bogdanovich. He is the U.S. Director of Trading for William Hill. He was uh, awesome to give us some time here in this very very busy week for those guys, and he was able to uh, sit down with Nick and talk about all things Super Bowl. This is Fairway Jay, and I'm with Nick Bardanovich, William Hill, U.S. Director of Trading. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. No, not a problem. Uh, we're just days from the Super Bowl kickoff, and man, there's a lot of coverage, Nick, now as we look at the Super Bowl and what it's become, but also the legal betting that's spread, and uh, I'm guessing you're expecting a windfall of wagers over the coming weekend? I, yeah, there's no question about it. The final three days are just a flurry of activity. People start arriving basically in town today, uh, and if a little later tomorrow, but and then it's game on. So uh, you know, it's I, I, the action so far has been steady, uh, nothing earth-shattering, but uh, I do expect a flurry in the last three days. You know, looking at some of the media reports and 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 the. The activity on the Super Bowl last year, Nevada took in nearly 145 million in Super Bowl bets, and the other states, uh, approximately 50 million. 
in handle. And are you expecting a, a record handle, you think, with the Super Bowl? And I'm guessing with more states, it's got to be significantly higher in the other states this year. Uh, let's speak on Nevada first. Uh, will we get to, I think, the, I don't know, the record's like 158 million or something. Will we get right. there? I don't know. Uh, the matchup sure dictates it could. Uh, the fact that the, there's limited point spread, uh, a money line wagering on this game, I think hurts it a little because everyone gets involved in the money line when the game's four, six, seven, nine, whatever it is. Uh, the masses bet the, the dog on the money line and then it gets and lay the big favorite so that uh, that extracted from the equation makes it a little tougher but i think just because the fact that betting across the board in every single category uh the fact that the economy's good and the fact that it's such a good matchup and the fact that frisco's next to california we get a ton of people coming over i think we can still get there even though without that even without that key category yeah, sure. Good point on the, the the money line. There's certainly less with the the spread so tight this year. Um, you know, William Hill is is a leader in the the retail operator sportsbooks in Nevada. But just for so our listeners know, can you brief the listeners on the other states where William Hill is accepting bets and on the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, we're uh, I think we're in every single state that allows it. We're I'll try not to miss them: New Mexico, Iowa, West Virginia. Uh, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Delaware, the Bahamas. Uh, I hope I didn't miss any, but if I did, it's okay. Yeah, but we're out there. We're definitely, uh, and a bunch more coming on this year. So, uh, all's good in the sports betting. I'm glad all the states are getting involved. And with that thought, Nick, there's, you know, a lot of line movement and odds movements. And as you take wagers and, and dictate where, uh, the number should be on the players' props. Is William Hill booking different numbers in Nevada and New Jersey or any other states? For example, MVP odds, are they different in some of the states? For the most part, they're the same. Uh, if there's uh, a little off, uh, the props should be all the same. Once once we change them here, they should change everywhere. Uh they should be somewhere in the neighborhood. Let's put it that way. There, there won't be any major, major discrepancies. I, I'm showing William Hill with uh, Kansas City a one-point favorite. The total is up to 54 and a half at William Hill. I'm guessing it's one-way action there. But thoughts on the percentage of bets on both the side and total so far? Yeah, it just really depends on where you're at. Like, I mean, that's why it's, it's a hard interview because we got in so many jurisdictions. Uh, uh, but our biggest presence is in Nevada, right? In Nevada, yeah, we definitely got Kansas City one and fifty-four and a half. We open pick, uh, but we're still high on San Francisco. Too earlier, uh, we're right next to California, Sacramento, San Francisco, Oakland, anything in Northern California. They pour over the borders to Lake Tahoe, Reno, uh, Gardnerville, and just pound the Forty ers So we're actually high on the Forty ers in Nevada, but everywhere else high on Kansas City. Did you open the total a little higher than some other places? And, and like I said, I'm guessing that's that's been one-way action. Yeah, that has been the one-way action. We finally got some money under 55, but we opened, I believe, 51 and a half. They went over 51 and a half, 2, 52 and a half, 53, 53 and a half, 54, 54 and a half, up to 55. <laughs> and then finally got some under money on 55, so we're back to 54 and a half. But that will, it's very possible that the total is a bigger decision than the side, which is very, 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 very rare, uh, but it's got a chance on, on this game. 
How about player props, Nick? There's so much interest in Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP favorite. Uh, do you have him at plus money or is he even money? And and then I want to ask some questions regarding some of the yardage props for him. Yeah, no, MVP, he's the favorite. We got a minus $1.15 to win it all. And, you know, that coincides with Kansas about a dollar fifteen dollar twenty twenty five somewhere in that area. Let's face it, if KC wins, he's a monster favorite to get the MVP. But who knows? Maybe Tyreek Hill will uh, make a couple big plays, or the Honey Badger will get a couple pick and goes. But if 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 KC wins it, uh, obviously Mahomes will probably get the MVP. I know there's been some sharp interest in over Mahomes on his rushing yards. Didn't know what you currently have that at in the movement. And also, how about his passing yards? Have you moved the total on his passing yards or attempts? Uh, attempts we have. Attempts, I think we went from 37.5 to 37. So there was a little under money there. His yards have stayed the same, 305.5. Uh, touchdown passes, there's been a move on the under. There's, uh, I think the Sharps are out betting him under two and a half. So I think we opened two and a half, like over just because it, it, it comes up. We're going to need under for whatever we want to win. But right now the Sharps have bet the number to under two and a half, I think minus 20. Uh, his rushing yards actually have gone down. I think we opened 28 and a half and it's down to like 24 and a half. So uh, I think the Sharps are all betting Mahomes pretty much under across the board. And how about, uh, Nick, you've watched the Super Bowl evolve and the amount of wagers. Again, for our listeners, the the interest in the prop betting has just seemingly we, – we've been in Nevada and watched it grow, but it's seemingly uh, out there so much more in the media and what the uh, different kinds of bets are available beyond just the, the player props. But what kind of handle do you expect in relation to the side and total? Is it near a 50-50 split on the props versus the, the side and total of the game? Yeah, shockingly, it is. Uh, when I first got in the business in '86, the the ratio from side and total to props was 99.9 to <laughs> .001. Now it's 50/50. So I mean, I mean, when I first got in, there was four or five props. Now there's 400. So and people just gravitate to them and they love them. It's, you know, they like to cash a ticket two minutes in, three minutes in after the first quarter. 12 minutes in 15. I mean, it's just it one, you know, your screams randomly through the game and you say, what well, just happened? And it was, uh, you know, some prop just got decided. So yeah, the props are about 50, 50 now. So I have a question and ask with regards to the taking the wagers. I've been to the William Hill offices in Las Vegas. I've seen the trading room. I've watched some of the activity and action come across there. Is that just, uh, during the Super Bowl? Is it just even more, uh, excitement, I'll say, but uh, kind of craziness as far as the wagers coming in with in-game as well and some of the props that are, that are offered? Yeah, no, it's funny because we try to post as many props as they happen as humanly possible, but they're popping up like a popcorn bag and a mic and they, they, they grade them so fast. But you want to grade those props so fast so people can turn them around and bet the in-play because obviously the in-play line stays up till the very last few seconds of the game. So you want to get the money back at their hands so they can turn it back over. So, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, it's happening fast. We want to make sure we post them correctly and uh, everyone's happy. But, it, yeah, it's, exci- it's an exciting day. There's no, there's no dual moments for uh, – 
at 6:45 p.m. That's for sure. So with the with over 400 props, specifically William Hill, any new ones this year that you brought online that are of interest, not only to you and the guys that put them together, but also in wagering. Is there more specific or and, and, and like the Gatorade prop? I know not offered in Nevada, but you're offering it in another state. Yeah, and Indiana approved it. So, and again, that's one of the complexities of this whole situation. Certain states allow you to do that. Jersey allows us to do Oscars, and the others don't. Indiana allowed us to do a couple props that the rest didn't, which was one was, yeah, which color of Gatorade uh, will be thrown on the winning coach, if any at all. Uh, and then, then the other interesting one is, will, what will who will the uh, Super Bowl MVP? Uh, thank first. So, you know, obviously might thank his wife, his coach, God, nobody. I mean, and obviously those are the ones that the offshore have offered forever, but uh, the states are, I think, slowly getting around to it. And I, eventually I think you'll see more of it. Yes, there's certainly all those options that are available at other jurisdictions. But for those that don't know, there's restrictions from gaming regulators, and and it looks like they'll be open to some of those in the future. Nick is an astute handicapper and bookmaker. Any props of interest to you or some that came out that caught your attention or as you evaluated the game and the statistical profiles of some of the players, anything you know, of me, interest? Yeah, yeah, they all are, uh, you know. Will the you know uh, will the game be tied after zero zero? So in other words, after someone scores, will will the game be tied again? And that one always is interests me. Uh, uh, more points scored in the first half versus the second half. That that one always gets a ton of action, and, and I'm curious. I mean, obviously, uh, the second half uh, has won one out lately and uh, is gaining more juice as the years go by. Uh, you know. When this year will uh, on pass interference uh, will will one be called because of review? That's always interested. Are t- are taken away? Uh, will a drive start with inside the five yard line? I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, will an inter- will an interception be returned for a touchdown? That's, I think that's an interesting one. There's a million of them. The cross sport ones are we could talk all day on. I mean they're just uh, they're goofy. I don't particularly care for those ones, uh, but people do like to talk about them. It's entertaining, some ridiculous, it's fun, and as I tell people, you know, that's what this is about. It's it's enjoying, it's entertainment, but if you're in for serious, you can check out and compare all the numbers, but, you know, have fun while you're doing it, and I think that's uh, what the Super Bowl and the biggest game of the year is about as well. So thanks for joining us, Nick, and uh, until next time, enjoy the Super Bowl and look forward to more insight and information you can bet on. Thanks for having me, guys. One real awesome of Nick to take the time. I know this is an incredibly busy week for him over there at William Hill, Jay. And, you know, for uh, for you to be able to sit down with him was uh, really awesome. Yeah, Nick is in sight. Uh, we talked uh, already about the flood that's going to come in from northern Nevada and the ex- expectation they prepare for that. But oh, an interesting comment that um, there Nick anticipates that this could be, uh, you know, it's very, very rare where the total, the amount of money bet on the total outdoes and their decision is greater on the total than the side. But that could happen here. And that tells you the amount of money that's coming on the total. Clearly, the line, the, the line movement upward on the total. But wouldn't that be interesting if their biggest decision is on a total versus the side? 
despite all the huge bets that we're, we've seen and we're going to continue to see that, that do come on both side, both the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It is Has a, it ever happened before? It's a different world we live in, guys. Man. I mean, seriously, it's a different world we live in now. It is, it is unreal to even, to even think that that could possibly be the case. But yeah, that is just, uh, that is completely crazy town here. Um, so let's look at some of these big bets that have come in. And, you know, I know some people roll their eyes, but listen, this is the look, especially for the Super Bowl. This is this is some stuff that people want to hear about. This is certainly something that people want to follow and monitor. And and we're going to do the same because, I mean, there's a lot of money that is coming in out there and there's a lot of money that we're going to sit in and we're going to talk about here because the, the casual fan and I'm sure there are some people who are finding this podcast for the very first time who don't even realize the magnitude of the bets that come in on the Super Bowl. So, of course, we'll start with the biggest bet that come in and that is from our our friend over in Houston, uh, the one the one and only Mattress Mac, he bet one million on the 49ers at plus 120 at the MGM uh, Mirage in uh, Las Vegas. And listen, this is a this is one of those things where when you have money, uh, money talks because he basically put out there that he was looking to bet a million at plus 120 who would come take his money. And MGM stepped up to the plate and they decided that they would do it. And so he was able to get down a million dollars at plus 120. If you're wondering how he was able to do that, I know you're hearing plus 120 going, wait, 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 wait. How did he get 120? Because basically he said, hey, this is what I want. Who's going to give it to me? And they decided to to uh, do that. So pretty interesting stuff with that. Six hundred eighty four thousand on the 49ers at plus two at DraftKings Sportsbook over in Jersey. Five hundred and fifty thousand. On the Chiefs at minus one came in over at the Bellagio, 450,000 on over 42 and a half points. Now that is juiced, of course, because you know what the total is. We just talked about that, but that was at minus 450 at the MGM Grand. Um, so obviously that was four, that's 450 to win 100. 435, 435,000 at Chiefs minus one and a half at the Beau Rivage over there in Mississippi. So there is somebody from. Uh, either Mississippi or, or New Orleans or something going down there, betting a, a massive amount of money, 435000 on the Chiefs at a point and a half, 300000 on the 49ers money line at plus 105. That was at the Aria. 267000 on Damian Williams, under 53.5 rushing yards over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. This is probably, to me, and we'll talk about this here in just a second, This that is probably the most interesting bet that I've heard of uh, to date. 220000 on the Chiefs' money line, minus 125 over at the Aria, 220000 on the 49ers, plus 1.5 over at the Aria, and then 200000 on the Chiefs' minus 1 at the MGM here in Las Vegas. Brett, I want to go back to that Damian Williams. 267,000 on Damian Williams, under 53 and a half rushing yards. That came in at minus 118 um, at, the, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Meadowlands. Listen, we're used to seeing big bets on the side. We're used to seeing you know some big bets on the total. We are not used to seeing, seeing these type of bets on the on these prop bets, you know, and, uh, you know, at least for me, uh, for whoever this guy is, at least it's on the under because, man, I hate to see a guy risk six figures like this and uh, 
and and take a look at uh, and take a look at at this and say like you know if you're betting an over you're you know you're always just one injury away from that bet being completely dead like immediately from the time that this uh, that that this you know game starts I mean it could be the second carry of the game and maybe he has a knee injury of some sort or whatever but this seems like the most interesting bet maybe I've ever heard of. It is. And I asked John Sheeran about it. So he'll, he'll get into it more on this podcast here in a few minutes. But it is it, it is a real bet. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of skepticism yesterday that, you know, maybe there was a typo or something. But um, as Sheeran explains, it was from a regular that they were trying to accommodate. So uh, by far the most interesting on, on this board uh, so far. I, I can't I just I can't fathom someone putting that much money on a prop like this, especially for a running back, like you said, who could just get hurt in the first quarter. That's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, he did take the under on 53 and a half, maybe hoping for, for something like that to happen. Yeah. I just, um, you know, for me, I, I you know, I love betting props. Y'all know this. I mean, hell I have, I've got 37 bets already in my account as it is right now. I probably will end up with, you know, close to 50 by the time it's all said and done. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, something like this just seems a little, a little wacky to me. Jay, you've been following this a long time. What's the most money on a prop that you've ever heard bet? Because I can tell you this, it is extremely, extremely lower than 267,000 is the biggest one I'd ever heard of. Yeah. And you know, I've been watching some of the pro betters and following some of the uh, guys that have been in New Jersey that are taking advantage of all the offers from the sports books we discuss. And you know, I, heard that you know he's going to disclose his $3000 prop bet which is a big one and he's got many many in the account as well so yeah to hear this kind of number come out on a prop it, there's clearly risk in any of these and as uh, mentioned injuries is always part of it but yeah uh it, it's nice that a book will accommodate it if they want it and uh, that tells you the amount of interest that they in the props um and the numbers that are out there and the handle that is out there now on the props that their books are are willing to do that as well Brett, could you imagine holding this ticket and every single time that they hand the ball to Damian Williams, like just praying that the hole gets closed, like as soon as humanly possible. I mean, like this is I'm a gambler, man, and I enjoy gambling and, and I enjoy the sweat as much as anyone. But having a quarter milli on uh, a guy and he only has to stay under, I mean, 54 yards at the end of the day. In this game state, especially if we think that this is going to be a high-scoring game and we think that they will move the ball, I mean, 54 yards is not a ton of yards either. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a sweat for this dude. I would love to pick his brain. Like, how do you end up here on this with so much at risk on this particular prop? I, I want answers. I, I We talked to John Sheeran about it, but I want to talk to the actual guy who plays the bet because this is how he has probably most of his exposure to this game. I just can't even imagine. All right, let's talk about some of the news and notes here, guys, of what's going on with this game. Uh, we know for sh- We know that the Chiefs are pretty much healthy when it comes to how they're going to be entering this game. So nothing that we're really worried about on the Chiefs side of things. On the 49ers side of things, Tevin Coleman, you know, this is I think what we're going to look at from him is limited workload, but I imagine that we're going to see him try and play. We heard time and time again that uh, he was going to try and give things a go, limited practice, and then did get in a full practice. Quan Alexander, limited practices all week, then gets in a full practice. Quisky Tart, limited practices, then gets in a full practice. Then you got Kyle Shanahan who comes out and says, 
you know, I'm expecting all of them to be good by Sunday. So uh, some pretty interesting stuff to hear with that. And I think with that news, what we could draw, and I kind of feel pretty good about a couple of the positions that I've taken so far on the unders when it comes to uh, Raheem Mostert is, you know, I think this is something we can look at. And Brett, this is something, you know, if, if we were playing DFS, like this type of news would trigger us from a DFS standpoint. And I think it's can very similarly do the same when we're talking about from a prop betting standpoint and from the prop market here. If he is saying that he's expecting them to be good, good to go. Now, whether Tevin Coleman is going to be limited or not, I think our brain is going to tell us, obviously he's going to be limited. The guy is coming off of a separated shoulder two weeks ago. That being said, if they're going to roll him out there, and even if he only gets, you know, let's call it three carries, even if he only gets three carries, that is three fewer chances that Raheem Mostert gets to get yardage or get a touchdown or whatever it might be, get a carry or whatever prop bet that you are looking to bet for, you know, with him. So I think this is something that, you know, again, if we were playing DFS, this would certainly poke up our eyes right here. And I think, you know, you should look at it from the same way if we're betting props here, um, you know, because every single carry that Mostert doesn't get is, a, is you know, a one fewer chance or two fewer chances or three fewer chances for him to hit these prop numbers that are out there. Absolutely. And that doesn't even get into Matt Breda, who we talked about on Monday. I, I could see Matt Breda having uh a factor in this game as well. So I think you're going to see all three of these guys on the field. And with all of the talk about Mostert here during the playoffs, I think he's a great fade. You're seeing a lot of money coming in on Mostert overs. And I don't, I don't get it. I just don't, I feel like the Niners will have be able to have success through the air in this game too. So I just have a hard time getting there with the, the Mostert overs. And I, you know, the, the, the Coleman playing, uh, certainly limits his upside as far as hitting all of these. Now, Jay, just for a little strategy for the people who might be looking to kind of bet props for the first time, and especially let's talk about Super Bowl strategy on this and not necessarily just prop strategy in general, but definitely Super Bowl strategy here. Um, you know, as the casual better continues to start to put money into play here, as we are, you know, again, we still have all day Saturday and then all day Sunday for, for this money to continue to come in. If you're looking to play no's and if you're looking to play unders, would you say that we should still advise people to, to hold out? Because, um, you know, as we know, typically, you know, people want to bet the overs, people want to bet the yeses. And we should give those as much time as humanly possible to marinate before you come in on the the underside of things. Or do you think that uh, maybe we've seen kind of the the peak here? And if you like a number and you like the under or you like the no, you should probably just go ahead and take it. A majority of the bets on those playing unders, you do want to wait. However, um, we get back to shopping and all of the options that are available, the number of sports books, the different, the different lines, the different odds, the different juice you pay. And if you see a number that's better than another book um, and, and that's higher and you're going to play the under, go ahead and bet it at this point. Um, I'd say Sunday is probably going to be the best option. But with so many options available on books offering these props, you find a number that works. And if you've done even a moderate amount of statistical research and insight on what you think you're going to be playing, um, find the best number and bet it. Um, 
I, I know you guys have talked a lot about Mostar. I, I have a half unit on Mostar going over his rushing yards, and I was trying to just get ahead of what I anticipated is Coleman probably not playing, but as, as I thought, he is going to play, but I thought it'd be very limited use. And, you know, all of my rushing guidelines and the number of attempts that San Francisco averages 32 during the season, 37 over the last three games, over 40 in both the playoff games, I, stopped, I thought they would still stick with that plan and he'd be a real workhorse in this game. But, you know, got ahead what I thought of a, a number in town here that I, I took advantage of. But, you know, I'm more skeptical now as well as, as the discussion comes out about Coleman and potential carries. And I've known all along that they could balance it out. And, and as well, I, I played uh, Debo Samuel over a uh, half a carry. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that and maybe one of my four props that I'll give out in, in some thoughts on why in that. But the, uh, the betting on the unders is yes, we're out, we're at the weekend now, find the best number now, and you may find potentially a little better number on Sunday. Yeah, this is just, uh, this is some pretty, some, some definitely some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And especially when you just see how the different books are going about dealing with with these props and, and going like you know I'm looking here at DraftKings and guys I mean they're they are standing pat on Mahomes 299 and a half passing yards and they are just choosing to just juice continue to just juice it as opposed to moving the number which I find you know fairly interesting you know a lot of a lot of books will just uh, you know take it down repost uh, a new number a higher number and I'm wondering if that's just uh, you know, and Jay, you would know this. You've talked to a lot of these sportsbook guys a little better. I'm wondering this is if this is just uh, DraftKings almost kind of waving the flag here and saying, "Eh, we'd rather not take any more over money on Mahomes." Like they they probably know if they pull it down at two ninety nine and a half, and even if they reposted it at let's say three hundred two and a half or three hundred three and a half, but it's still back to even juice as opposed to being heavily juiced on the over that they'd probably still take more over money and maybe they've gotten their fill of over money here and have just decided, eh, we'll just continue to juice this number and make it look less attractive and hopefully people just won't bet it. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the way they can do it is uh, raise the juice and make it pay uh, a commission and a fee for doing that. Um, As I've kind of looked at some of the numbers that come out from the statistical stuff, you see a lot of the analytics guys now in the last three to four days putting out uh, a lot of statistical things about number of the players, how they perform per quarter, how they perform against um, certain zone defenses, man-to-man, what the 49ers are going to run. And I, a lot of what I see for Mahomes does add up to a real, uh, a lot of passing for him and, and probably a fair amount of yards. Um, I had thought for certain I'd be betting under on his yards, and I was waiting. And now that I read more, it's just it's going to be uh, at least as I kind of anticipate seeing that uh, more more passing, and and that's what Kansas City does. And I think they're going to scheme it accordingly against um, some of the things the 49ers haven't seen. But um, that's how the books take a position. And you know, some clearly we we we've known all along that they they're not always going to have 50-50 action. They're not even going to have 65-35 action. They're going to be one-sided on some of these props and um, if they want to take it down they can make that decision but the the way that a lot of them do it is they juice up the uh, you know the over to minus 130 140 if they have to and and make the uh, customer pay a little bit more to bet it John Sheeran is the director of trading and risk over at FanDuel Sportsbook of course you guys know the massive success that FanDuel has had since they entered the market. Just the overwhelming leader over there in New Jersey has taken the Pennsylvania market by storm 
as well. And John took some time to sit down with Brett and talk about all things leading into the Super Bowl. Now joining us is John Sheeran, Director of Trading and Risk at FanDuel Sportsbook. Kind enough to step away from the busy trading floor to talk Super Bowl with us. John, thanks for coming on the Lions podcast today. No problem, Brett. It's a pleasure to be here. So, first of all, I want to get an idea of what your job entails on a massively busy weekend like this. What does your day-to-day look like on the days ahead of Super Bowl Sunday and then on the big day? Yeah, I think that's the key. I think the the two weeks leading up to it, once we get the finalists, are, are, are the you know the toughest for us. Obviously, it's investing an awful lot of time in um, aligning where we want our numbers to sit um, initially, um, framing that market and kind of understanding you know how strong our opinion is relative to what the market consensus looks like. Uh, so we'll do that pretty quickly um, and initially, and then kind of review it from our side and make sure we're happy with where we stand relative to the market. Um, so that's probably the first kind of 12 to 24 hours getting our posi- getting our positions uh, aligned and making sure that we're having the conversations with the guys globally within the group who have a strong opinion on the game. Um, once we've done that, then we'll obviously assess what way the market is going in terms of what you know the consensus market looks like, where we expect the betting volumes to come, um, and managing kind of expectations both uh, internally within the group and and then understanding where that's likely to end up. Um, and then it's really just about furnishing the product offering, really spending an awful lot of time pricing up as many um, props as we can. We want to give customers as many uh, different options to bet as they can, uh, lobbying the regulators for approval for different markets. So um, in Europe, novelty markets are, are really big on the Super Bowl. So, you know, length of national anthem, uh, halftime show, first song, um, things like that are really, really popular. Unfortunately, in the regulated landscape in the US, that's a bit of a challenge to get those approved. But we do have coin toss and color of Gatorade in most states. So uh, getting them up and, and giving people and betters the opportunity to kind of pick whatever they want and, and looking back at historical data as well and seeing what has been popular. Obviously, we've only had one Super Bowl in, in the regulated uh, sports betting world in the US uh, under our belts, but we've got multiple ones globally. So we kind of know what people want to bet on, um, player props, receiving yards, stuff like that, but then also all the additional props that we have, okay, opening kick being returned for a, um, a touchdown, you know, punting props, all of that sort of stuff. I think we did in the region of 550 markets last year in, t- in total. So uh, getting that, it takes up an awful lot of our, our week. And then obviously once we're getting that up, it's... Um, you know, just getting our brand across, helping marketing, um, you know, working with them to kind of um, show betters and give betters a reason why they should bet with FanDuel. So uh, you mentioned the 550 props last year. How many are you, how many do you have right now? How many are you aiming to have by kickoff on Sunday? Yeah, it'll be a similar number, Brett, by the time the game starts. Um, I think we probably have the vast majority of them up at this stage. Um, I know there was a few, I got an email this morning from the guys in Australia who had built some overnight. So there's another small amount of them to go up, but we largely have uh, our entire offering available. Obviously it's filtered and tailored by state um, depending on what's approved because regulators have a different perspective in each state. Um, but overall it'll be up there uh, with a similar number to last year. So let's go back to when the, 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 the numbers first started opening after the NFC Championship game a couple of weeks ago. The big story early on, at least for me, was the one-sided action on the total. Everybody seemed to be hammering the over when it opened at 51.5, quickly moved there. 
in the first few hours. When you talked to us last week, you said you would probably cap the total of 55, regardless of how much action came in on the over. Uh, you're currently at 54 and a half with the under juiced here as of Friday morning. Are you expecting this to get to 55 once we get into the weekend and the casuals start pouring in? Yeah, like you say, 51 and a half to 54 and a half, very strong move initially, pretty much like the whole industry is reporting. We saw exactly the same thing, Brett. Um, strong move, aggressive move with, you know, basically all of the betting action that we were taking all coming in on the over. Um, it feels to me like the kind of warm action shut off around the 53 mark. Um, I felt like it could get to 55, but that would be as high as it goes. Uh, right now, it feels like 54.5 will be the closing number. Uh, we've seen way more balance at 54.5 right now. It's back down to about a, a 60, 66, 70% uh, number on the over. Um, but that's way down from where it was, um, you know, at the start of this week when it was more like a 90% on the over. So it feels to me like there's enough balance now. Um, on the under, I spoke to a friend of mine in Vegas yesterday. They went to 55 and a half and took sharp bets immediately and wow. moved it back at 54 and a half. So I'd be surprised if we see 55. I think 54 and a half is probably where it close, closes. It could even just drop to the 54. Yeah, a lot of the data being tossed around right now is so skewed because so much of the handle came in when the total was priced lower. Uh, are you seeing what's what's the breakdown since you've moved it to 54 and a half? Do you have a a split there? Yeah, I, I, that's the the split I just gave you at fifty four okay. and a half is what we have about sixty six to seventy percent of the handle. About two thirds um, is on the over. But like I said, if I was to strip that down and look at it in the last three or four days, it would be very close to fifty fifty, probably even higher to the under. Um, I would definitely say. I mean, all of the narrative will be that all the sharps are on the over, Brett. But for me, at 54 and a half, um, I think the sharper play is probably the under from what we can see. So I, I'd be keen to kind of stress that to your listeners and just say that, yes, the initial sharp move was for the over, um, but at 53 and a half and stuff, that, that seems to have dried up. So I'd be wary of people betting the over thinking that they're on the sharp side at 54 and a half. Yeah, it's so interesting that... I mean, almost every book opened around the same number at 51 and a half. So, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Uh, people are obviously interested in the spread as well. It's been holding steady at one and a half seemingly since you opened after that NSU championship game. How has the split been to this point? Are you anticipating this maybe coming off the one and a half either way in the next couple of days? Um, yeah, I think contrasting Super Bowls last year, I think we went up Rams minus one after the NFC championship game. Um, and ended up, I think, as big as plus two. So we would have had a three-point move from our opening number um, to where we closed on the day of the game. Um, this year, it's been very different. The guys done a great job. Uh, we went up pretty much straight away after the NFC game at one and a half. Like I said earlier, we kind of um, had a discussion the following morning. And everyone felt like that was the right number. Um, we're charging people at the time a little bit extra for betting Kansas. The market was more like one. Um, we were in and around top price on on the Niners on the money line. Um, so we haven't moved that line at all since the NFC Championship. It stayed at one and a half the entire way through. Um, feel like it probably won't move an awful lot. I don't. It'll definitely not move with us more than a half a point between now and kickoff. And I, I think we're seeing enough balance um, for the Chiefs on the spread where it's about a 60% um, bias. 
uh, being negated by a 60% bias on the money line for the Niners. So people that are, are betting the Niners are taking the plus money on the on the money line rather than betting plus one and a half, obviously. So that's almost ex- exactly where we expect it to be. And I don't see an awful lot changing. I, I find it hard to believe we'll have a big decision on the game uh, one way or the other, given the spreads between the money line and the spread kind of negating each other. Yeah, I mean... It- Obviously, a good portion of the betting is coming in on the spread total money line. I'm also seeing some big prop bets reported here at FanDuel as well. One of them is a $267,600 bet on the Damian Williams under three and a half rushing yards. Can you tell me any details about that bet? Uh, maybe some other props that have gotten a lot of interest so far. Yeah, I mean that that that's a bet that's come from one of our regular customers. He's he's had a good year and a half against us. He's been betting with us uh, pretty much since we started uh, in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I mean I think he's actually a Kansas fan, so um, I'm sure he's he's probably attending the game and and he really likes <laughs> that prop. It's one we're happy to accommodate. I, I think the number for us is is right where we want it. Uh, we think it's a fair number. I don't think we've moved the line at all, uh, despite taking a bet of that size. Um, so the guys are pretty confident in the number. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes. But um, yeah, that's probably the biggest handle one. I mean, we've seen a lot of interest. I think Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards was one that caught my eyes, eye yesterday. Uh, Brett, I think we're at 30 and a half up from 27 and a half. An incredible amount of volume on that market given, you know, when I looked at it yesterday, we were still three days to go f- to the game. Um, I think obviously recency in terms of the last two games with him ripping right. off big runs and going over um, is driving a lot of that. But that market actually has more than the passing yards for either quarterback. Uh, so it was kind of surprising to to me to see people hone in on that one. Um so that's going to be an interesting watch for all of us here. That's, yeah, like I, I think it's about three times. I've just had a look. We've taken three times the handle on uh, Mahomes' rushing yards as we have uh, on his passing. So that's uh, really interesting. Yeah, that's wild. What about Jimmy G? That's one that's super interesting to me. I love his over. Uh, are you seeing a lot of action on Jimmy G at all? Um, it's not as pronounced as Mahomes' passing yard, about half what we've taken on on Mahomes, uh, good split there as well. I think it's about 55% on the under. Uh, we're at 240 and a half. We've just taken it down a yard actually uh, from where we opened it at 241 and a half. So you're getting an extra yard bread if you like the over. Beautiful. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Uh, I have to ask about the Gatorade prop. I know it's, it's a popular one, but I'm always wary of these types of props because there are people out there with that information that others don't have. Uh, And we saw the color purple surge into the favorite almost overnight. It looks like uh, you guys got a lot of action on purple, more than half of the total Gatorade prop handle as of yesterday. What are your thoughts on on this action and, and how difficult is this prop to set odds for? Oh, obviously, it's really, really difficult, Brett. And this is a fun prop. And I want to be clear, like we have a lot of experience of of trading these markets. They're entirely um, fine. And, and we offer them uh, across a multitude of sports and events um, in Europe. Um, so we, you know, these are in for low limits. I think right now you can have a bet to win something between $500 and $1,000 maximum on the market. Um, this is really designed at a bit of fun. People who you know don't can't pick a side or are tuning in for the first time and maybe don't necessarily have as much interest in the core game itself, but they want to have a bet that lasts through the game. Uh, as I said yesterday here in the office, I think regardless of what you bet on here, you're still alive by the time the final whistle is coming. So uh, from that perspective, I think it appeals to, to casual bettors. 
Um, purple's been a huge move. I think we were a little bit late opening it up compared to some of the others. I know that there was as big as 12 or 14 to 1 available initially. Uh, we opened it on the 29th of January at 4 to 1. Um, by the time that evening came, it had been cut down to plus 140. Um, and we think that there's a strong reason for it. I think a lot of people are are, are are maybe mentioning Kobe and the fact that it could be done as a as a kind of a testament to him. Um, and I think there's two sided in that one. It may may or may not be true, but I think number two, when the PR team people from the two teams hear about it, I do think that there's a chance that they could influence it to happen. So I think it's quite a smart move, actually. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I just I I saw some narrative on Twitter, and I know that a lot of the offshores have seen some money for it as well. So. Um, given their price movements, we're plus a hundred right now. We're still taking wow. what is it? Almost about sixty-five percent of the money we've taken on the market spin for purple, and uh, nearly a thousand bets on on the market as well. I think we took something in the region seven thousand bets on it last year. Really, really popular market, um, and and like I said, good fun as well. And that's what it's designed to be. Yeah, how has the the handle been on the other novelty props this year? Obviously, coin flip, uh, coin flip is a is a big one. Yeah, I can't believe the amount of interest <laughs> in the coin toss. I won't lie to you. I, I, last year, like I said, in my first Super Bowl in America, and I was really surprised to see in the 10, 15 minutes before the game in particular, every second bet that was coming through was on the coin toss. Um, yeah, I, 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 I did some projections for it earlier in the week. I just it slipped my mind now, but I think I wouldn't surprise me if we hold a million dollars on the coin toss props. Um, there's that much demand for it. Um, we have, I think, about five or six markets up in total. So you can do coin toss, who will win it, whether they call it right, uh, coin toss into to go on and win the game, stuff like that. So all of those markets are really popular. Looks like it's pretty close to even there as far as the split. I think more people were on tails last I saw. Um, but yeah, that's, that's obviously a, a win for you guys. Um, last question. You mentioned earlier the, the national anthem. Will you guys have any kind of national anthem market this year? I know I saw one at one of the New Jersey books. Yeah. Is that something you guys plan on launching here in the next couple of days? Uh, no, unfortunately they haven't been approved. Um, given, uh, the kind of regulatory landscape and the one that was approved was a market on, I think whether or not um, any drive would uh, happen quicker, which would which would be which would be quicker the the length of the national anthem or the shortest drive, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, the last one. Yeah, so that's the only one that's been approved. Um, and look, I think last year didn't help in terms of you know the the amount of time that was uh, taken was kind of released on the day of the game, if not the day before. Uh, and then I think obviously a bit of controversy around the last word being used twice to get the over <laughs> as well. So yeah. I think regulators from that perspective are a little wary of those ones. I do think eventually uh, they'll be a little bit more lenient and this isn't a criticism of them by any stretch of the imagination. Their job is to interpret the the legislation and the statute and, and apply the regulations that uh, regulate the market from there. So um, it, it's a tricky one, but like I said, huge demand for them internationally and and I think eventually we'll see them in the U.S. as well. Are there any other fun props that you would like to see or maybe try to get approval for in the future? Um, it's a good question. I mean, we, we did a submission early on and we were kind of hopeful hopeful of um, uh, what, you know, we basically ask for everything we want to do and let the regulator tell us what is okay and what isn't from their perspective. Um, I can't think of anything in addition to the other ones. I mean, 
there's a lot of kind of very fun ones that are aimed at, you know, having a bit of fun, not necessarily designed for wagering on. Um, obviously, you've got Shakira and J-Lo, um, and there's plenty of them being talked about as well. So I think there's lots of those ones, kind of some of the things that have happened in previous halftime shows. People tend to want to bet on the same thing happening again, whatever that may be. Um, so there's a lot of those ones that are, I guess, just outside the outside the realms of comfort for the regulators as it stands right now. But like I said, we'll continue to ask for them and, and try and get them through everywhere we can and give people the options. Very cool. All right, John, thanks so much again for joining us on the show. Best of luck this weekend, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Yeah, sure, Brett. Thank you. Brett, that was an awesome chat with John there. And, you know, as we mentioned, just what FanDuel has done since entering this market, I think to you and I, at least is a little bit of a surprise here, strictly because we saw how much the pendulum had swung on the DFS side of things. And DraftKings had become by far the dominant player in that market and FanDuel a distant, distant second. And to see them in the sports betting realm just come in and really, really take control uh, they've done some. They've done some great things over there. They came out with a really good, highly functioning, slick-looking app. Of course, the website looks good and works really well. And you know, there's a great user experience that goes along with a lot of these things. And I'm not saying that that has that 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 all has to do with with why they are doing so incredibly well. I mean, they were first to market in Pennsylvania, and that you know, first to market is certainly a big time advantage there. But uh, everything that they've done so far has has certainly been what I what I I would deem to be kind of the right way about going about things and doing things. And so no surprise to see their success. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, why FanDuel is having more success than DraftKings so far. And I didn't really have an answer. I think both of the products are great. I do like FanDuel's product, uh, the app product a bit more, but um, obviously the, you know, the people in New Jersey and, and now in, in the, the States that have opened up are, are really enjoying what FanDuel is doing. And um uh, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised that they're number one, but the distance they've created is really impressive. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, I mean, it's it's kind of splitting hairs when it comes to the two products. Like you said, I mean, yeah. like yeah, it's it's they're both they both function so incredibly well, and they're both super slick and and all that. So it really just kind of at that point, you know, do you prefer chocolate or vanilla or whatever it might be? I mean, it's it's whatever your your flavor is, but. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it, it has been really great and really awesome of him to take the time, especially in such an incredibly busy week, to sit down and talk with us. All right, guys, the time is here. We are going to talk about how we uh, already have bet the game, and then what we would do if we were, you know, let's say we were just a hundred dollar better, and we were going to go about this. So before we get to that, I mean, listen, I'll just tell you guys all the different ways that I'm involved in in the game. And so some of these numbers may be still available. Some of these have been adjusted. So just take this for for what it's worth. I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit here and tell you like, oh, this is what you should go bet. And there's absolutely no way you can find these numbers anywhere, any any place, anywhere. So I uh, don't you know, I'll just let you know what I got it at. I took uh I did take uh, Matt Breda at 100 to one for Super Bowl MVP. I got Nick Bosa at uh, 80 to one on Super Bowl MVP. Both of uh, the Matt Breda is still available actually at BetMGM, but I, the Nick Bosa number in uh, William Hill was the one that opened him at 100 to one. I got it to 81, 80 to one, and that thing has just been steady on the decline all the way down. So uh, they were way off market. So I just wanted to take advantage of that. 
I'm on the over Emmanuel Sanders, 40 and a half receiving yards. I'm also on over three and a half receptions for Emmanuel Sanders. That plays along to the narrative that Brett and I have been talking about for the last couple of weeks here that I expect the 49ers to be having to be playing from behind at some point throughout the course of this game. And if that's so, then uh, if they're throwing the ball, Emmanuel Sanders is going to get 40 yards receiving. There's uh, little doubt in my mind about that. The three and a half catches I wasn't as confident in, but I still am confident they you know since being traded to the 49ers he got over that 40 yard mark four different times and pretty much all four times were the exact scenario that we're talking about here it was a high scoring game either 53 or more points or they were losing and uh, I think that that's you know both of those game states could be playing into uh, this one so that's why I took that there I have Damian Williams over 12 and a half rushing attempts this is strictly based on the fact that I think that the Chiefs will have the lead and, you know, he'll get a handful of carries throughout the course of the game as it is anyway. And then come the fourth quarter, they will be trying to kind of salt the clock a little bit. So using that, here's a fun one I want to get y'all's uh, that I want to get y'all's take on that I threw in the account. And it was strictly because it was plus money. And, you know, sometimes we take some fun props here. We're not always just doing we're not always just doing this to grind out, you know, the slightest of ROI. Sometimes I want something to root for with the people in the room and just have some fun. But Jersey number of the first touchdown score over under 26 and a half is the uh, Jersey number. So most of the actually pretty much all of the receivers for the Chiefs are all under. Of course, the uh, quarter, both quarterbacks are both under 26. Uh, Damian Williams is number is actually 26. So he is under the 26 and a half as as well. But for the over, and I took the over because I got plus 115. For the over, you get Kittle, Kelsey, Juszczyk, Kendrick Bourne, Darwin Thompson, Blake Bell, and Raheem Mostert. So you get the absolute favorite to score the first touchdown in Raheem Mostert. You also get both boss tight ends in Kittle and Kelsey. I could see some sort of trick play getting called for Juszczyk. They've been looking at Kendrick Bourne in the in the red zone when they get down there. So you get him as well. And then it's just kind of throw-ins with Darwin Darwin Thompson and Blake Bell or something like that. But Brett, what what do you think about what do you think about my over bet here? You think it's just uh you think it's a little silly? You think I should just gone with the percentages and and gone with the under? Oh yeah, it's definitely silly. But look, part of this is having fun too, right? I, you don't want to be just firing. You want to put in the work for a lot of these props, but this is one of those where it's just like, you know what? Let's just Let's just have some fun with it. And I, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and crunch the numbers on this. I don't know what the percentages are, but you know, you've got some nice, you've got some nice pieces there with the Mostert, Kelsey, Kittle. Um, I would probably, I'd probably lean under, but I got to pay, I got to pay minus on it. So, yeah, and, and pretty healthy. It was like minus one forty nine or something like yeah. that, or whatever, or something. So you know, I just kind of looked at it from I get the favorite in Mostert, and then I get the two tight ends. And and then you kind of throw in born and use check as just kind of like bonuses in that pool of people, uh, you know, like it's it's a fun one for me because, you know, listen, we can do we can do all the research we want to. But like who's actually going to score the first touchdown is still a little bit of, you know, it's still a little bit of luck. I mean, like you're just getting you're getting lucky when it comes oh, yeah. when, it, when it comes to this. So, you know, we can we can go in with an educated guess as to how it might go. But. You know, I mean, these are these are certainly not uh, certainly not anything like another fun one that I have. And this one's just kind of correlated here. And then we'll move to to Jay. Um, I bet I bet. Will there be a missed extra point? Yes. And then I also bet yes on a successful two point conversion, which I think is a fairly correlated 
um, long shot. And so basically what I wanted to do was create a longer shot because you're not getting paid all that much on a missed extra point. Uh, like plus 280. And, and listen, it's not in a dome. This is at least an outdoor game. So there are at least elements here. Um, so we're not just kicking in absolutely perfect conditions like it would be in a dome. Um, but then you also add in these, yes, successful two point conversion. And now you've kind of parlayed this into a much higher payout where I think the two are pretty highly correlated. If you miss an extra point, you're going to be going for a two-point conversion at some point down the line, most likely. Now, we, whether you convert that or not, again, that's why we're gambling and that's why we're risking things here. But again, it was just another fun sweat that, uh, you know, I, I do put kind of like a 5% of the of the bankroll pool into just some fun sweats because, hell, it's the Super Bowl. It comes once a year. I want to be jumping up and down on the couch just like everybody else does. So, um, you know, put kind of did something like that. But, Jay, what uh, what what props do you have in your account right now? What uh, what are you what are you feeling pretty good about and which ones are you are you at least going to be monitoring up until kickoff to maybe get in your account? Well, let's let's start with the, some of the I, I enjoy your over under jersey number. And that's what this is about. There's hundreds of hundreds of props. Have fun with it. Definitely make some bets and have some that are fun bets as well. That said, clearly the over under yes, no props are more of the focus. If you're trying to, I think, make money, the, 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 the kind of props where you're looking at. Um, you know, the distance or how, how the first touchdown pass by Patrick Mahomes, you know, over under 12 and a half yards. Those are the kinds that you're you're really kind of guessing game and you, you want to probably avoid those. But, you know, if you want to play a first to score or the MVP, I think those are fine. I think within reason on your bankroll. But um, I did end up playing uh, Mahomes over 36 and a half passing attempts and. There's a there's a lot of number good articles and I watch some of the analytics come out and I do a lot of base number crunching on you know how I think the game's going to play out in San Francisco's running attack and try to focus on that but when it came to Mahomes the more I looked at it there's there are some San Francisco defenses that um, especially in the first quarter that he's going to look at where it it just matches up well they're I think Kansas City's going to come out attacking and so I do do have that as and kind of as we looked at maybe breaking down a hundred dollar bankroll that's one I would have in there I also have um as far as laying juice, you won't see me laying like, will there be overtime or not? I'm not going to play a yes and lay a, or a no or lay a big number uh, as far as eight to one or 800 to win it. But I did lay a uh, 220 on Samuel to get a rushing attempt over a half, uh, over a half. So I think he's going to have one. He's had one in since every game since week 13 and he's had one in each of the playoff games. And the way I look at San Francisco's rushing attack, they are, they run a lot of motion just as Kansas pre-snap motion, just as Kansas city does. And there's another good sample that I've been reading up on that, uh, makes it more than likely. I think he's still going to be a part of the offense and get a carry and, uh, just has to get one to, to win that. You do lay two to one on that. Um, if I had another on the bankroll for $100 as we were breaking it down, um, I think with Mahomes, I'll go back to saying if he's going to throw as much as I think he is, I actually think he'll throw an interception, and you can get a yes or no on that. Either 110, you might lay 120 on the yes. I actually think he will. And then um, I'm with you on uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I believe, um, as I read, the weakness of Kansas City is not only maybe going to struggle a little bit against the 49ers run rushing game, but their middle, the middle of the field, Kyle Shanahan has attacked at a higher percentage um, than any other coach this in, in offense this season. Uh, that's between the hashes, and that's where I think you're going to see some real strength by uh, 
hopefully Sanders and not as much Debo Samuel. And that's the, the plan. And I think he's going to be a part of the offense here coming through the uh, passing game, but in the intermediate zone against the weakness of Kansas City, which is their linebackers. And I think you're going to see him attack that. I, I played over three and a half receptions for him, uh, Emmanuel Sanders as well. Nice, nice, nice. I like to hear that we are on the the same page with some of these. And Brett, I'm going to head to you. And what is awesome about this, guys, is we are no longer talking hypothetically about what Brett could put in his account or what whatever, because Brett can put things in yes. his account now. There is a sports book just up the road from him now. And honestly, and actually the lines that he's going to be referencing and stuff are actually the, the, would be the same as the DraftKings lines. The provider for the place that he goes and is able to put down bets is the same provider for for DraftKings. And so when he references a number here, you can basically just uh, just assume that he would have made these bets at, at DraftKings. And so uh, pretty awesome that it came about uh, when it did, Brad. And uh, glad to have you in in the fold here, my man. Yeah, I do have some bets on my account already. I will have some of these that I talk about in my account by Sunday. So uh, I, like you, I'm all over these San Francisco 49ers passing props because I feel like the overs could hit on these in multiple ways, whether it be by several splash plays against a poor Kansas City secondary in a back-and-forth shootout, or a Jimmy G could pile up yardage playing from behind in the second half. It's also worth noting that This is a huge upgrade in total plays for the 49ers. The Chiefs were near the bottom of the league in plays allowed per opponent, partly because the defense isn't all that good, but also because the offense is so efficient and scores so quickly that the other teams get more opportunities on offense. And you've got to go back and look at these games that the 49ers were either in neutral or negative game situations, which wasn't very often, but when they were, they do throw the football. Uh, We didn't see any of that in these two playoff games, and those are uh, fresh on the minds of people who are betting on this. So I feel like you can get a pretty good number because of the way the market is approaching the 49ers passing game. That's why I'm so high on Garoppolo over completions. You can get different prices at the books. I already have over 20 and a half in my account at even money. So hypothetically, if I if I had a hundred dollars to bet on this game altogether, I would put probably 20 bucks on that. Uh, I also like over 240 and a half passing yards. I would put another $10 on that. And then a few fun ones. I just, I like Jimmy G passing yards a lot. I would go over 350 and a half passing yards plus 1000 right now at bet MGM small bet there. And I, I kind of like Garoppolo more passing yards than Mahomes. That's plus 255 at DraftKings right now. I'd put another 10 bucks on that. And then staying with the 49ers passing game, we talked about Emmanuel Sanders. I love Manny Sanders in this game. I already have some exposure to Kittle. Uh, I got a pretty good number on him, and that's that's priced up now. So uh, pivoting over to, to Manny Sanders, he's still at 40 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm with Matt there. I expect Garoppolo to lean on uh, the veteran often in this game. He's got a tasty matchup, whether it be Breland or Ward. So uh, I put 10 to 15 bucks on that. And then I'm with Jay on the over three and a half receptions too. Manny plus 130. And then Sanders versus Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I, I like uh, Sanders plus money. He's plus 115 against uh, Watkins. Uh, I'd put another 10, 15 bucks on that. And then with the remaining money, I, I want some exposure to one of the, you know, the big three bets here, money line, total uh, spread. 
I think of any of them, I like the under. If I can get 54 and a half, I think I'll wait until tomorrow to get that in my account, see if it gets to, to 55. But I do expect points here, but I'm going to put my trust in the odds makers who opened this at 51 and a half. I thought that line was pretty fair when it opened and the public just pounced all over it. 54 and a half is just a few points too high, in my opinion. So uh, I, I'd put another 10, 15 bucks on the under as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. If I had the hundred bucks, um, this is another one that's already actually in my account, but I would go ahead and, and make this a part of it. I have the over on uh, use check receiving yards over nine and a half. Uh, really, really, really like that one. Um, I, I think that that would be, listen, again, I expect that they're going to have to throw the ball in order to keep up with this Chiefs team. And I and so I'm trying to make some of these bets where I think that the no matter what the game state is, that they have a chance to get home. And the way that I kind of view this is I think that they're going to have to throw the ball more than they have more than they want to, regardless whether that be whether that means it, whether they're up or whether the game state neutral or and obviously if they're behind, they're going to throw way more. But uh, I do not think that they are just going to be able to say, OK, we're going to just run, 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 run and have enough success to, to keep up with the Chiefs in this game. And so, you know, we're talking about two catches essentially for use check, maybe just one catch, depending on how open they can hit him in the flat. So uh, over nine and a half receiving yards uh, is in the account. And I like that one. I have under uh, Demarcus Robinson. Uh, receiving yards and the reason I went under on this is he has actually started losing snap share and definitely losing route share to Mecole Hardman. Mecole Hardman was really just kind of the guy that was out there for a handful of snaps each game and was only running a handful of routes and then we saw over the last two games for this Chiefs team that Demarcus Robinson found himself on the sideline as Mecole Hardman found himself out there running more routes, and that is what is more important. Even if he's not actually on the field for more snaps, if he's out there running more routes, that means he's out there for when they're passing the ball more. And so with Demarcus Robinson not really being a big part of the receiving core anyway, and then now that he is losing more chances to catch passes by losing routes run to Miko Hardman, I figured that that would be a good chance to get on the under for Robinson. So I got on the or under for Robinson there as well. I would certainly uh, do that as part of my hundred bucks. I would take the Chiefs because, again, you just want to be betting on a side. So I would just take the Chiefs as well at the minus one. So I would take the Chiefs at minus one as part of my bankroll uh, as, as part of my hundred dollar bankroll as well. And then you'd want a long shot to, so that you had something to sweat for. And I kind of like this any quarterback to pass for 400 or more yards. So either Garoppolo or Mahomes passes for 400 yards and you're getting five to one. So plus 500 on that at FanDuel. I'll take the the min, little mini sweat there because I think there are a couple of different ways where you can you could still be sweating this one. Uh, you know, they just have massive success through the air. The Chiefs and, and, and uh, Mahomes gets there just because they're uh, they're doing well. Then what if they if they become trailing in this game and they're literally actually throwing every single down, then there's a way to get there. And the same thing that you mentioned, Brett, with with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, if they find themselves in a negative game script, I think they can still have some success throwing the ball no matter what here. So uh, any quarterback plus at 400 plus yards at plus 500 is certainly something that I would do as my fun one to be part of my little hundred dollar bankroll. But guys, before we get out of here, one of the things that y'all did not mention, this is courtesy of our friends over at PointsBet. You did not give me the color of the Gatorade that is going to be poured on the winning coach. And 
Uh, if you guys don't know the line, Brett, have, have you looked at this recently? Go ahead and confess. Have you looked at this recently? Do you know the odds to, to this at points bet right now? I do not. Uh, I've been following. I, I talked to John about it quite a bit, as, as you guys heard, but um, I haven't seen the price of points bet now. Okay. So then this is something that I need to, I need to get from you guys here because this is, uh, you know, this is something that I need to, to, to try and figure out why this is. And so if, if you, so the odds, let's talk about the odds at, we'll talk about the odds at FanDuel, then we'll go to points bet. So at, at, at FanDuel, purple's minus 125, clear water plus 550, red is plus 330, yellow green line plus 600, blue plus 600, orange plus 750. Over at points bet, purple is minus 222, red plus 275, clear water plus 300, lime green yellow plus 400, orange plus 475, and then blue plus 500. Now, is this showing our age? For me to say that purple being the heavy favorite here, if this was like our childhood, guys, there'd only be two choices. You'd only either be able to choose <laughs> yellow or orange. Like there's there's no other that you, purple. It wouldn't even be blue. What are we talking about here? Purple minus two twenty two over at points bet. Like what in the hell is going on? The narrative is that the Kobe. teams are going to. Yeah, they're going to choose purple purple as a tribute to Kobe and especially after uh, what we saw on Friday night with I mean just an unbelievable tribute to Kobe at the at the Staples Center I can see it I know a lot of money is piling in on purple everywhere um I mean it this it opened it I think plus 1200 to DraftKings and it just it's been flying it flew through into the into the minus so, so has the narrative become that they'll just have a special tub just waiting on the side and then possibly because nobody wants to drink purple Gatorade like yeah, the what course is, of is the that game. the is that the Riptide Rush is that the yeah purple? yeah or, yeah or something like that I mean Rape, yeah. I mean Jay uh, people want to drink water they want to drink the lemon lime maybe the orange I mean come on you're no they're not sitting on the sideline drinking purple Gatorade it's not happening well, they might drink a different color after they dump the purple, but you missed the boat on the purples. That uh, number came way down. What was the refresh me on red at points bet? Was that that was the best number? I think you said. Yeah, red plus two seventy five. Oh, two seventy five. Actually, you had plus three thirty on the other. And it what is the what is the number that there's no Gatorade because that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, I guess that would go under clear or water. I guess so. I mean, plus five fifty. Um, is your best is your best bet, and that's over at, at FanDuel. I mean, orange at plus seven fifty. I might just just throw a flyer out there on that one, just because. I mean, listen, they're likely drinking orange on the sideline over there, right? Or, or the kids? Am I so? Am I am I such a boomer here that I don't like? I mean, Brett, is do the kids not drink? Do, do they not drink orange Gatorade anymore? I have no idea. And that's why I found this whole like, how do you how do you cap this? Like, I, I, I have no idea. DraftKings, DraftKings actually has a none prop. It's it's plus nine hundred, where clear clear water is plus seven hundred. So there is a there is a way to bet on this. There being nothing being dumped on the oh, coach. so the coach it's just doesn't get anything dumped. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. where I'll go. I'll go for that, and uh, I'll go, I'll, and I'd maybe consider red. Both teams have red, especially KC and their colors. Maybe uh, if you had some fun, that's that's all right. But I'd go for the long shot. None. I, I believe in the championship game for both teams. There was none thrown on either coach. So maybe we'll get that in the. Super I like Bowl. it. I like it. I like it, fellas. Well, 
Guys, it is it is finally here. Uh, it's been an incredible football season for us here, but fortunately, we have more football as soon as this is over. Do not think that this podcast is going to go away. We have the XFL starting. Of course, we'll dig in. Finally, uh, you know, we'll have a chance for all of us to start digging in way, way, way deeper into into basketball, looking forward to baseball coming up and all of that. Of course, we have the major golf tournaments coming up as well. So uh, tons of tons of things that we will have going on on this podcast. So do not go anywhere. Be sure and subscribe, rate and review as always, again, we really do appreciate the support here from you guys, and we will continue to try to up the ante on this podcast as we continue throughout the course of 2020. For Brett, for Jay, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>